Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Digna. Welcome to Relationships. We're a couple having a few. So I've decided we're going to name our episodes. I may not mention the name in the middle of the episode. I might take some time afterward to actually give it a name. But this one is going to be named Quarantini. So you've probably seen the uh, uh, the little meme on the internet or whatever that says something akin to the drink that you have during this quarantine period where everyone's supposed to socially distance themselves. So they call it the Quarantini. So it's exactly like a regular martini, but by yourself. <laughs> when When you're planning on having martini that evening, you usually either have the things at home or you make a trip to the store and get what you need. However, this is a quarantine situation, pseudo quarantine situation. And rather than running out to the stores and saying, hey, we need some whatever, we said, hey, let's just make one out of whatever we got. So what'd you make for us? I did have vodka, so it's always good to have I mean, vodka. Obviously. Had some vermouth and uh, I had a sandwich today with my sandwich. I had a pickle, the last pickle in the jar. So, because I don't have the olive juice for a nice Maybe dirty Maybe that should martini. be the title of this uh, episode. The last pickle. <laughs> the last pickle. Sounds very ominous. So, I made it with pickle juice instead of the nice olive brine. So, I'm going to go ahead and make these up real quick. So, I've already mixed it and I'm going to... Give it a good shake. I would just like to say there was this one time I was at a schmancy-ish bar with my mom and uh, a couple of friends and my cousin, and they were serving this martini that was just called, uh, or was it just a basic pickle martini, which I don't I guess that's a basic thing. Did not but know it was But <laughs> it was named after Snooky. So it was, if that tells you what kind of bar I was in, I regret that decision because all of their drinks were named after the Jersey Shore characters. And that should have been the first sign that I should have walked out. So yes, this was called the Snooky because I'm sure there's a reason, like maybe she likes it, liked it, whatever. She's a tiny little gherkin. I don't know. (laughs) I know she's small. That's all I know about her. She's small and orange. So not like a pickle. But well, what everybody on that show was orange, but she was just tiny. So she was more Oompa Loompa-ish than the rest, I would guess. I've never watched the show. So we've got ourselves this nice quarantini. Ooh. And this episode, we're just going to actually talk about martinis. Not that we are aficionados, but we do have a couple of cool stories that kind of go with the martini. And I feel feel like you love them or you hate them. There's not like a, oh yeah, I guess they're kind of all right. You're like, mm, dirty martini or or not dirty martini. What is that? Just a martini? A vodka martini. Or you're like, that's disgusting. So there is no in between here. But if you are in between, I'd like to know why it's in between for you. Because I feel like it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Well, I know first off, neither Digna nor I are fans of gin. No. So gin is kind of right out there. I am there. a not fan. We are not gin fans. So that was right out. So I remember Digna said she didn't remember this exact thing, but I remember being at Meg O'Malley's in downtown Melbourne. And I was Meg like, Meg O'Malley's. Meg O'Malley's. And get it. A martini. Makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I want a martini. And like, I've seen things where like, you know, extra dirty, you know, just, I don't know if it was like an innuendo type thing. So was we were it? just trying to be adults. Yeah, Exactly. We were trying to adult and we were, you know, 25 years old, maybe. 
So I was like, yeah, I'd like a, a, a dirty martini. Can you make that with vodka? And they're like, sure. Lo and behold, they brought it to me. It had the olives in it. Historically, I did not like green olives. As a child, I did not like the green ones. It took me a while, and I really ended up liking the, the regular black olives. But I did not like, for life of me, the, the green olives with the little... It's a very strong flavor. Yeah, I just didn't like them. you don't like olives or mustard or onions or... Yeah. Anything stinky, generally. Yeah, so I did not like them. Garlic. So into my adulthood, I didn't eat green olives. Just was not going to eat a green olive because Weirdo. they're bad. You know, they're bad. So I decided I'm to I, I decided to go ahead and be an adult here. So lo and behold, I'm going to take a sip of this thing really quick. See what oh, yeah. Got. By the way, this has not been tasted. So Cheers. Wish us luck. I don't hate it. It's not the worst martini I've ever had. There's a lot of pickle juice in there, isn't it? No. No? That was, I think there's a little bit more vermouth in there than I uh, should have. <laughs> I but meant to glug into the, yeah, the thing. That vermouth was a little bit more, so it's got that. Even though vermouth doesn't have a strong flavor, I can just, I can tell it's in there, so. I don't hate it. I actually like it. <sighs> Good old quarantini. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could put a little more pickle juice in there, but. I could live with that, but That's maybe good. it maybe. actually, since pickle juice doesn't have that same color as olive juice, it looks like a plain vodka martini, yeah, looks, and we look way more fancy. Even like, though you're drinking yours out of a wine glass, which is well, you know. <laughs> because that's that's all we had. We we have hey, we have hey. one martini glass. We are fancy in this house. <laughs> so the first time I ever had one, and I was like, man, I like this. So I'm gonna go ahead and and eat the uh, the green olives. And I was like, man, I like green olives now too. So because of the martini that I had, I am now a fan of the... He's a Manilow. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of I don't no. like Barry Manilow. No. I'm not a yeah. huge Barry Manilow fan. But yeah, I do like green eggs and ham. No, green olives. and Preferably the really dirty martinis. Not like, I mean, obviously you don't want to be drinking olive juice, but just the, the saltiness is just so good, especially with a meal, like a steak or something like that. Mm. So we, for a little while after that, got into a kick, uh, a little martini kick down here in Florida. And I'm not I th- sure that anybody should get into a martini kick. It seems like an unhealthy thing to do. Well, you know, but the thing was, I found out like all of those pickled, not, spe- not specifically pickles. I don't think I've ever put an actual pickle in there. But, you know, w- there are those pickled mushrooms. And the that, mushrooms and the onions. Yeah. Like the okra. Did we do okra? Pickled okra? Probably. I mean, so yeah, we, probably. we pretty much just put an entire pickled salad. Ooh, we should make a Valentine's cov- one with pickled beets. Covered it with, <laughs> it would be a little bit sweeter, yeah. But we covered it with, just covered it with your vermouth and your vodka and your pickled everythings. And yeah, it's, it's we a had meal. a vodka martini and a salad. Exactly. That's just like, it's. it was almost the way people do their Bloody Marys where they put you know, all sorts of stuff inside of Bloody Mary's. That's almost the way my martinis. I mean, they were, they weren't even dirty. They were, they were a salad bar. I mean, that's what it was. It was a salad bar. Salad bartini. Salad bartini. I like that. (laughs) And that's how we would drink them and not like every day or anything, but it was something, you know, maybe on a Friday or whatever. Flash forward uh, a couple of years, we moved to St. Louis and... We met some people there, and we became quick friends, and they talked about martinis themselves, and 
And like, well, we should do like Friday. Everyone gets off of work. The weekend starts. Mm-hmm. We'll just do a martini. Martini night. And, and we at the time we did it with Svedka vodka, which I think is a very good vodka. Works very well in this drink. So I approve of that message. I'll put my stamp of approval on there. <laughs> it's not overly priced. Um, it's reasonably priced. It tastes pretty good in a martini like that. Did we uh, do that every Friday? We did it for a few Fridays. And I mean, it was us. It was Jim and Keith. We did it at their place. Was Jenny there? Yeah, Jenny. She was the uh, property manager. So, you know, if you're drinking with the property manager, you're probably not going to get in any sort of real trouble. So those turned out really fun. But yeah, she even she would even come like on a Sunday morning and, you know, how because she lived in the building. But you know how some people would come over and say, hey, you got any sugar? I'm baking a cake or whatever the case is. She would totally come over on a Sunday and say, hey, you guys got any vodka? I'm totally hungover. So it was, it was kind of funny, kind of... Uh, Fun times. Good old being in your 20s. <laughs> good times indeed. So yeah, we we drank martinis for a while thinking we're super fancy. We also had a really nice set of, I mean, not nice, expensive, but just a matching set, I should say, of, of nice size martini glasses. But those tend to go the way of the cement floor when you have a cement floor. <laughs> and we lost many of them, rest in peace. But Which we, is why I'm drinking a wine glass right now. But we now. <laughs> do have one left. So I will say that we have one relic left from, what, 2010? So 10 years ago, I think. The last episode, we talked about something and realized that it was 10 years later that it had happened. And now we're talking about a 10-year-old martini glass. So, yes, I will raise this one last glass for all of the fallen homies, three of them to be exact. Because we did have cement floors in St. Louis, and they did eat up a lot of glassware. It was just, yeah... Lone Survivor, the story of our martini glass. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you could at least write, like, a two-page story about that. I mean, especially if it's (laughs) double-spaced. You know, size 14 font. (laughs) Exactly. And then hitting the space bar twice at the end of the sentence. Very small (laughs) margins. No, large margins. Which way? Large margins. Yeah, I think large margins. Fewer words on the page. So yeah, that was that was that was our martini foray, soiree, foray. That was our foray into martinis. Yeah, soirees, I think, a party. Yeah, no, I mean we had martini soirees. Yeah, we did after our martini forays. But I would say this is probably my first martini in I don't know a few years. I would say it's been I, a while. Uh, no, I would say I think I most you, I think you had one fairly one. recently. Yes, I have a picture of one within the past two years that you made me one day at the end of work. But yeah, I mean, they, they used to be uh, bi-weekly, a current bi-weekly. Twice a week? Every, no. Once every other week? Bi-monthly. <laughs> Bi-daily. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast, dinner. Um, I mean, it was definitely your little salad lunch. Like oop. It was. Actually, I think what made them more accessible when we were into them is that at the time I was I was working second shift, so... You know, you work second shift and things get all wonky. And also we didn't have kids and all that. We lived in a, you know, in the city in an apartment. So all of those things combined, I was getting out of work around 2 a.m. So with me getting out at that time, he usually would try to stay awake and, you know, greet me when I got home. And a lot of times it was with a martini, which I used to refer to obnoxiously and often as a martini. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how we 
I mean, we got into them and that's kind of how we stayed into them because you got judged a lot less if you got home and had a martini at, you know, 2.30 in the morning versus, I don't know, every afternoon when you got home from work. Instead of three three in the afternoon, three yeah, in the morning. Yeah, when, okay. when you don't see your neighbors, they're not judging you for having a martini every evening, so. They're judging you in, your, in their sleep. Yeah, they're probably judging me no matter what, so whatever. That is the first one I've had in a while. For a quarantini, I would say it is more than acceptable. Yeah. I guess I guess speaking of quarantine, I do have to do my part. Everybody, be smart. If if you don't need to go out in public and be with other people and you know, get in their face and sneeze in their mouth and things like that, just hey, be home, be safe, enjoy your family. And that's a general rule, just don't sneeze in people's mouths. Ever. And and also enjoy your family. Make that a general rule. That's also rule. a general rule. A, a very good general rule to live by all times of the year. I mean, honestly, we've lived where we live now for, for two years or uh, almost three years, actually. And we we built ourselves a nice little seating area, you know, a little sitting area outside. And we like to sit out and we just enjoy the weather. It's nice. We've got a nice oak tree, so it covers up a lot of the sun. And we end up with a... Uh, you know, nice breeze coming through. So it's really pleasant. And we hardly ever see anybody ever outside for any reason. Mind you, we do live in Florida in a townhome community where most people are snowbirds, but still nobody's ever outside. (laughs) And I mean, the last couple of days we've seen people, I mean, not as many, still not sitting on the porch kind of the way we are. We saw people just kind of hitting a volleyball around and playing with like little, I don't know, racquetball type game so it was kind of neat just seeing that just the last couple days where you know unfortunately it takes a little bit of stir craze to get you away from the television to get you out apparently you can only like social media and netflix so much before even that gets boring which is kind of refreshing not that any of this is good but if you're going to try to look for the any good in in any bad situation you know that's that's our good is people are getting out they're getting more fresh air and you get to wave at more neighbors, yeah. which is kind of cool because well, we're normally just the crazy neighbors outside. And and waving does keep you at that socially acceptable distance. Yes, I will wave so, at you from many many feet away. Yeah, so you're good there. And I mean, like we went we went on a little bike ride today, and while we were riding on the bike ride, we saw people just sitting on their front porch, you know, and just enjoying the weather is kind of perfect right now. So everyone's just sitting outside. So obviously there is a downside, and there are people getting sick. Do your part to stay healthy and stay away from any compromising situations. But it actually did my heart a little bit of good to see people just outside sitting, you know, even if they're just sitting on a rocking chair on the front porch, enjoying the weather, you know, hearing the birds, things like that. I mean, we got butterflies all around. It's just beautiful out right now. So Right. I should have a quarantini tomorrow whilst messing around in my garden. And, uh, the, because we have a butterfly garden. So yeah, I will martini it up while martinis with monarchs. Hmm. Sounds like a good episode there. (laughs) I don't think they're going to have a lot to say about it, but yeah, just, just. And how do you feel about that, Mr. (laughs) or Mrs. Monarch? Hmm. Me as well. (laughs) But yeah, just kind of, if, if you can, and we understand that some people can't, and we understand that it is not an easy thing for everyone to do, but if you are able to stay home, if you are able to kind of self-quarantine and 
keep your, you and your family as healthy as you possibly can, then please do. And if you are out there working in whatever capacity, we do thank you. Thank you very much for everything that you're doing. Well, we've reached that time again. I don't know that that's necessary, but we'll call it like the intro music. We are going to be listening or we're going to be going through our pod deck. So once again, pod decks are a deck of cards with little talking points for a podcast. So I I think they're really cool. If you are listening and you have your own podcast, I think they're a cool little just conversation. Even if you do it at the end like we do. I mean, they even have ones that are entire show ideas, but they're kind of neat. So I'm going to go ahead and hand the deck over to Digna. She's going to choose a card. A good one this time. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how you can possibly choose a good or bad one. <laughs> oh. Hmm. What is your reoccurring nightmare? What's your reoccurring nightmare? Wow. I do have one of those. Like that you've had recently or one that you had as a kid? It is one I've had only as a child, but it impacted me enough that I still remember it to this day. And this is one I think I might have told Digna about in the past. We've been married for a million years. Of course, I've heard it. <laughs> but we were, they haven't. We were, we, we've been married so long. I was still a child having that nightmare <laughs> when, when <laughs> I got married. No. So my reoccurring nightmare, uh, I don't think I've had it in my adult life. I don't, I don't know. It's been a very long time. There was a character in a school reading book. His name was Mr. Fig. And the name of the book is actually called Magic Afternoon. But it's like one of those, see Tom run. Tom is fast. You know, just very small sentences. It's one. It's a, a reader for, it's an actual school book. But uh, Mr. Fig, he was a magical character. Um, I don't know. I don't know much more to say about him. I mean, there's not a lot of storytelling to these. But the, long story short, in my dream, he was evil. And I was kind of locked in like a dungeon. And he was like the bad guy. And so almost like the leprechaun. So I really feel like I dreamed of the movies leprechaun. <laughs> you dreamed before, it into existence. Yeah, before Warwick Davis put on that makeup and became the leprechaun. What year did that come out? Do you know? I, I don't know. I mean, but it's got to be Wouldn't that be, be really creepy cool. if it was like the same year that you were having those dreams? Or a year after, which means I definitely did it first. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, but Mr. Fake, he's kind of leprechaun-ish. I mean, he dressed very similarly. You know, we'll put it up. On I've actually never media. seen it. We'll put it up on social media. Well, I ended up buying the book. Uh, not because it's not scary in any way, shape, or form. It's it's like late seventies, early eighties when the book came out. You know, but the I remember reading it in school, and for some reason I had nightmares about Mister Fig uh, from Magic Afternoon. Mind and, you, this is a character that he has had nightmares about. And then he bought the reader for his son. Well, that's why I said there's nothing wrong with the character. There's <laughs> he nothing scary to, about the character. He wanted to follow in the tradition. Uh-huh. But but I remember. Here you go, son. But to this day, but I remember it was like a kindergarten or first grade reading book, and I remembered it, maybe for a bad reason, but I remember. Yeah, they were it, making you read. But the good thing is, Desmond, he is five years old, and he can easily read that book. So you know what? Good on me. Good on him. So we'll shift the focus away from my bad parenting and go over to you. My reoccurring nightmare. Uh, also one that I had as a kid. 
I have not had it as an adult and I can't think of one that I've had as an adult, but it was, uh, basically me and one other kid and his name's Ray. He's actually my cousin's cousin. And at the time that I was having these nightmares, I thought he was my cousin-in-law, which my parents thought was very comical. Um, (laughs) (laughs) come to find out that's not a thing. But anyway, so it's my cousin's cousin. I mean, I think it is in Alabama or Mississippi, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, because I mean... It's I'm not, not a like, genealogy it's expert. It's not like a, we're legally cousins. We're just not even slightly related. So there's that. If your sister, if your sister married your cousin? Mm, oh, gotcha. That kind of cousin-in-law. Yes. Then I suppose there are variations. Yes. But in this case... Would it be your brother-in-law who is your cousin? In this case, it was just my cousin's cousin. And I guess at the time, we must have... We're pretty close in age, so we must have played often enough that he was in my dream, but we didn't grow up together, so I don't even know how he got put in that dream. Anyway, so we're kind of like trekking around in the forest, whatever. We kind of find this opening to a cave, and in we go, because naturally, why wouldn't you enter a deep, dark cave by yourself as children? We get into this cave, and we kind of get separated a little bit, and he is able to kind of climb out somehow, but I was not, and I was left behind in this cave to try to find another way out. And I had to, I kept getting deeper and deeper into this cave and every room I would go through or every like cavern, I guess I was in was just, I don't know why, but it was scarier and scarier to me because now that I'm thinking about it, it was like, like a family of mice were eating dinner in one of the the caverns and were they dressed in they, like human clothes. I feel like maybe they were. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I have something. It's like this little portrait that I have that my mom had for years that now I have, and now that's all I'm picturing. So maybe I was just envisioning this little <laughs> portrait of my family in human clothes. Um, and they were eating, and obviously they were eating rice because, hello, I'm Puerto Rican, Dominican, we eat a lot of rice. They like That's racist. It is very racist. And they drew me in, and they like made me sit down to eat, which as an adult now, I would have been like, yes. But as a kid, I was like, no, I got to go find Ray. And I was scared and I wanted to get out of the cave, but they kept like, they kept me there. And then they ended up letting me go at one point and I found this other cavern and I just got deeper and deeper into this cave, never escaped. It was terrible. And I'd wake up petrified. So that was my reoccurring dream. So was this cave, the cave of wonders from Aladdin? No, this was before Aladdin came out. This was definitely like, so what, when did that come out? Maybe I was like, 10 i'll say yeah maybe this was like six seven eight is when i was having that dream so i'm actually angling for something you're gonna get a little peek into uh the history of Digna. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's the part in aladdin where aziz the humble thief goes and he tries to step into the cave of wonders which has the giant uh you know the giant head and it says you know the know this only one can enter the diamond in the diamond. That's what she said. She thought <laughs> that they said the diamond in the diamond in the rhyme. Look, he was echoing the diamond in the rough, and I never heard the uff in rough. All I heard was the r. So all I heard was the diamond in the r. And then they started the diamond again. So all I heard was the diamond in the rhyme and in the rhyme and in the rhyme and. It's the diamond and the rhyme and the rhyme and the rhyme and. So that's just so, that's just yes. a little bit of great digna <laughs> trivia. So um, those are called misheard lyrics, <laughs> and that was not even a song. So it was in my head. 
All right, guys. Well, it's been another uh, successful episode. I'm going to raise my glass once again. Cheers. Stay safe, wash your hands, and keep a socially acceptable distance from one another. This has been a Getting to Know Brews presentation. Music provided by PurplePlanet.com. That's Purple-Planet.com. Thank you.